You are listening to a special edition episode of Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. We are talking to patron Nancy Sable. Hey everybody, you're listening to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. I'm Rob Carmack. I'm joined as always by J.B. Clark. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. And we are joined by one of our patrons, Nancy Sable, from outside of Columbus, Ohio. So, Nancy, how are you? Great. Great. Well, thank Nancy, you so much. It's What? I was going to say, Nancy, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for, thanks for coming, and thanks for supporting, and uh, thanks for chatting Springsteen with us tonight. Oh, I'm really excited, too. We're very I love excited. your podcast. Awesome. Oh, thanks. Thanks for. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, and thanks for you know being being part of the whole thing. We we honest. Yeah. We say this a lot, but like when we first started, it, we we legit really thought like we would be, like no one would listen to this. This would be like <laughs> the the podcast version of Wayne's World, where we're basically just in our yeah. basements doing this, and <laughs> literally no one is watching. So, um, so th- thanks for thanks for proving us wrong on that one. <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, My daughter introduced me to it. So really, yeah, yeah. How did that happen? Can you, you like how how does she's, that work? Uh, well, she's a huge Springsteen fan ever since I took her to a concert when she was in high school, and she found the podcast, and then um, I started listening. I think you were around the D's. That's pretty early. Um, yeah, yeah. I've it's never gone back to the, the early ones, but I want to. Well, just avoid the "A Night with the Jersey Devil" episode. If you know what's good for you. <laughs> not, not one of my favorite songs. <laughs> also, we have some pretty conf- controversial okay. takes on 57 channels and nothing on um, from, from Al, what we've yeah, been told. That's not a, yeah, that's not a one I love either. <laughs> well, perfect. What, what, is, what is your daughter's name? Should we give her a shout out? Yes, Anne. Anne. Anne Sable? Yep. yep. All right. Well, Anne, thanks She's, for listening yeah. and for turning your mom onto the podcast. Yeah, she um, she's the one that when you reviewed um, Tunnel of Love and you didn't give it five stars, she put a unhappy face and then you guys oh. commented on it. Oh, <laughs> that's great. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, I realized that that would probably be controversial, that we didn't give it a Hall of Fame treatment. Um, it's just yeah. those synthesizers. I, it, it's it's yeah. they're very overpowering. But but I understand yeah, that people do feel very my, strongly. Yeah. yeah, it's not one of my favorites. Do you have? I mean, I guess we'll we'll get into this as we go. But do you do you have a particular album? Do you, I, here's here's a question: What's your most controversial Springsteen take? Hmm. This is not a question we've asked anybody else. I just this just came to me. Yeah. What's my favorite song? Maybe that is controversial. Either you either mean, a, or? a favorite yeah. song that other people think is not great, or a song that oh. you don't like that everybody like Jesse Jackson famously yeah. thinks like Jungle Land is not good which obviously he's wrong but oh. that's that's his controversial yeah. take yeah I, I hate Hungry Heart um, okay his his more <laughs> poppy ones like uh, yeah Hungry Heart um, the Glory Days is fine but I can do without it so Dancing with the Dark a lot of radio attention that kind of stuff yeah yeah, but isn't the classic ones? I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they hate hung before. Yeah, that's. It's just, <laughs> I mean, um, I, I get it. If you've been to a lot of shows, like it, I I've gotten now to the point. I've I've only been to seven shows, but I've gotten to to the point where if he starts up on Hungry Heart, I'm like, this is this is a bathroom opportunity. Like I know I know what this yeah. is. You know, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I saw, yeah. yeah, I saw him three times in 2016, and he played it at every show. And by the time I got to the third show, I thought, like, man, <laughs> this one, this one can go in the uh, retirement bin at least for a little while, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, there's Speaking so many. Enough, I got a hungry tummy. I'm gonna go get some nachos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. just say the baby's calling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean at the show, like. Like the song triggers oh, you to go God. and buy nachos. I mean, I would not turn down nachos right now if somebody were to <laughs> offer them to me. But yeah, also at the shows, that's a good nacho run opportunity, yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, that's a good. That I think that's a good controversial take too, because like I'm, I think a lot of people who have seen him a bunch and have have seen that song kind of get played out. Like, yeah, that's. Um, that I I would imagine there's a lot of people who share that with you. Yeah, hate might be a strong word, but. Um, it's a song I skip. Yeah. It's not, it's not in the hall of fame for you. No, no. Well, speaking of that, what let's, are we, do we just want to run in? I I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm getting ahead of us. Don't we usually, um, as if it's been a long time. What what is your, what is your background (laughs) on Bruce Springsteen? Like how, um, you know, like you said, your daughter got you into the podcast. Did your daughter also get you into Bruce Springsteen? Oh, no, no, no. Um, When I was in (laughs) high school, I saw him in, uh, it had to be around 78 or 79 because I had to be up to drive. I went with a friend of mine, Linda Paul. Her sister had tickets and couldn't go. So we went the, and I, you know, Born to Run was playing constantly in high school and I liked it fine, but um, went to the concert and we were behind the stage and he would turn around and play to us. Plus he looks good from behind. Um, <laughs> not a controversial take. Nice. Many people believe that. No, also. Not a controversial that is shared take. by yes, many. Yeah. And that made me a huge fan that concert. And so ever since then, um, cause I lived, uh, at a, in a suburb on the West side of a West, West side suburb of Cleveland so Springsteen was really big. Um, and my husband, who's also from, from Avon, the same town, um, he's a big fan. So then uh, we would go over the years. Then my daughter, like I said, I took her to um, a concert when she was in high school. We also went to the um, uh, anytime he came with a presidential candidate. Okay. So we've yeah. seen him with Barack. I saw him with Carrie. Um, am I missing somebody? Uh, was Carrie the first time he campaigned with somebody? I think so. I think so. And Anne might not have. She might have been young by then. Mm. So, and then we've taken our son Dan to some concerts since uh, since he's been in his twenties, I would say. Is he and a then, big fan too? Yeah, not as it would be. My daughter and I are the biggest, and then my husband and son. So the okay. whole family is. So your your first show, if my math is right, would be on the Darkness on the Edge of Town tour, or just yeah, at the tail end of was. that, or the so, or what was it before that album came out? Because I know he toured a lot between seventy five and seventy eight because he couldn't record and he needed to like, you know, keep making money. So was was it on yeah. one of those like please feed the band tour <laughs> stops? Yeah, I was looking, I um, looked online before we started talking, and it was actually at Richfield Coliseum, which is between Cleveland and Akron, and I saw that they, 
Uh, he had a couple concerts in 78, and they said it was darkness. Okay. Um, so what I remember is just born to run constantly um, in high school, hearing that a lot. Did you get played out a bunch? Yeah, 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 because it was, yeah. That's so it was everywhere. Because I, I grew up in Oklahoma and live in Texas now, and I've never lived in a space where Bruce Springsteen was overplayed on the radio. It, it, I feel like it's almost oh, like a dead yeah. zone for Springsteen fans, fandom. Right. It's weird. Yeah. So like yeah, when, I, when really I meet people, different. say what? Oh, I was just saying it's really different. It really is. Like I, um, I, I just yesterday, actually, there, this new couple visited the church that I pastor, and the wife grew up in New Jersey. And naturally my first question is like how do you feel about Bruce oh, Springsteen yeah. and she was like it was just like it was right. ever present like it, it was played everywhere all the time and that, yeah. that is not an experience I had for like growing up in Oklahoma it was like Garth Brooks got played a bunch but like <laughs> yeah not, not a lot of Bruce Springsteen so you you saw him around the darkness on the edge of town and that that was what sort of locked you in and then when your kids uh when yep. you had kids and they got older you so how what tour did you take Anne to that, that sort of yeah, got her into been. it uh, that's a good question. So she's, she was born in 94. So that's a good question. So she's roughly uh, the same age as Bruce's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And wow. my son's, yeah, like his, one of his son's ages. It was, it was, she, she started out with the best possible experience. So we got there and we had floors. Uh, seats or standing. Yeah. The way they did it was they were trying to discourage people from getting there super early. They would start the beginning of the line randomly, and we got to be within a couple rows of standing to see them. Whoa. They said, You are oh, never cool. going to have as great a seats as we have right now. That's rough. That's when, awesome. like, the, your first time out, you yeah. kind of like win the lottery and you get like yeah, the best possible we experience. We did. Yeah. So would this yeah. have been if she's she's born in ninety four, you say she was in high school when you took her, so this would have been yeah. probably like magic or working on a dream era? Oh, it was yeah, it was around two thousand eight, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so that would that, that would have been magic. Right? Yeah. That oh that yeah. was that was yeah. my first tour to also. Yeah, it might have been that one. Yeah, I think so. But it it was great. And my husband and I had gone through the years. You know, we saw him without the E Street band. Um, we went and saw him when he was doing some of his acoustic stuff. Uh, I didn't see him on Nebraska because at that point when I was younger, I wasn't as into that. Now I love that stuff. Oh yeah. That, um, so yeah. how many, do you, do you know, do you have a number? Do you know how many times you've seen him? Yeah, I don't. It's, it's probably 20. I mean, I wasn't one of those people that would go to a bunch of different cities. Mm -hmm. It's not as easy as if you're in the east on the east coast where, you know, the distance is closer, but I have Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or you yeah. can drive from like New York to Philadelphia to Virginia Beach and like it's all kind of like Right. Yeah. Right. So I I have seen him almost every tour, I would say. Uh, I didn't see the Seeger sessions, and I really regret that. Yeah, that band um, is so good. Yeah. Oh, it is. Uh, but I've seen him a couple times in both Cleveland and Columbus. Cool. So yeah. do, even do took you, my sister. Do you have a particularly favorite um, tour? Like, do you, where where you went and you were like, "Wow, he's really like e even for Bruce Springsteen, he's really like topping himself here." Before the River one, the River, I thought. 
he played too many of the slower songs. Oh yeah. And then, you know, but he plays so long that by the time he was done with the river, then he played all his everything else. I mean, I do love the river, but there are just a lot of slower songs on it. Yeah, you really have to commit right, to that album. Just, it wasn't raucous. Yeah. 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 So, but, um, so the tour yeah. before that would have been the High Hopes tour. So was that you, you feel like that was yeah. one of the best? Yeah. That was I don't a good love tour. that album, but I love the the tour because he didn't do that much of that. I was I gonna think. say it like I I caught him in Houston on that tour, and I think he maybe did one song from the album on that, yeah. and it was yeah. High Hopes. But the rest of it was just basically him taking a bunch of pretty obscure sign requests. And, and it, yeah, you're right. Like that that was a lot of fun. That that tour was really good. Yeah, that was great. And that's that's the first one I think that we took um, our son to. So it was the four of us that went, which was cool. And then we saw him on Broadway, the four of us. Oh, wow. You went to the Broadway show. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was amazing. Did I mean, I've only seen it on Netflix. Have you like what is what is it like being in the room versus just watching it at home on Netflix? Oh, it was so cool because everyone there is so into him and so excited that we got the chance because, you know, you had to get the lottery. Yeah. And we had a couple times gotten close. Um, You know, my husband signed up, my daughter and I both, you know, we all signed up and my daughter and I would get close and then we wouldn't get it. It was like you were on the wait list. And then the the last time one of us got it. So we bought the two tickets and then we got another chance. And so I said to my husband and son, you guys want to go? Um, and I said, I'm not buying as good a tickets for you too. <laughs> <laughs> you can stand so, in the back. <laughs> yeah. 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 But every, every seat in that place, because it's the New York theaters are so much smaller. Um, mm. It was amazing. I mean, everybody was just, we couldn't believe we were there. Did you have it's any incredible. celebrity sightings? Like, because I know Bella said she saw Oprah when she just happened to be also there. No, Nothing no, like it was that. no, it was. I think right after Obama, the Obamas were there, and we were so disappointed that we had missed. <laughs> oh man, that would have been amazing. But it was, it was fabulous, and yeah, yeah, that's a cool. Like, I saw Springsteen on Broadway with Barack and Michelle Obama would be a very yeah. cool Wouldn't story it? to tell. Yeah. yeah. Like that someone, someone lucked into sitting next to them, you know, like, yeah, I'm sure it was a secret the, service agent. Yeah. On the <laughs> other side of secret service. From, <laughs> right. Right. Someone lucked into sitting on the other side of uh, a secret service from them. Yeah. yeah that would have been funny. I'm sure their entire row was heavily vetted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd probably be like five rows or 10 rows away. That's probably right. Wow, yeah. that is awesome, though. So you, so you say about twenty times, and the most recent, I guess it sounds like, was the the Broadway show. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So you've really been with him. I mean, seventy eight to yes. two thousand seventeen. That's or two thousand eighteen. Yeah. That's a pretty good stretch. You've been. You've it been is. In it. Yeah, and it's it's almost a problem with listening to other music because I love his music so much, and there's so much of it. It's like oh, I could listen to this, or I could listen to Springsteen. So. Yeah. Um, but I do love some of the, you guys love, uh, Jason Isbell. Yes. Um, yeah, my husband's a fanatic and I do love his stuff too. And there's obviously a lot of other great artists, but Springsteen's just got so much. There's nobody like him. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's yeah, I, I feel like Jason Isbell yeah, is the closest our generation will get to having our own Bruce Springsteen. But even yeah. even Jason Isbell at his best, like the, right. he, he does not have that the magic. No, I mean, no one does. There's no shade to Jason Isbell. Right. I'm the biggest fan, but but I mean, Bruce just brings something extra right. to the table that nobody else ever has been able to figure out. I think he really does. I will He's, say that Isbell's like the only other artist I've seen that the room just completely goes quiet when they play. Yeah. Uh, and that's cool. I mean, I saw the Aver Brothers in a nice, not that big theater this weekend, and people talked all the way through that concert. Oh, really? It happens oh. to everybody. But, yeah. like, Bruce Bruce and Jason Isbell, nobody talks. It doesn't talks. happen. Yeah. I hate that. The only thing that can drive me crazy is when I'm at a Springsteen concert and people sing Air Reverse. Um, especially when I've been on the floor, the, the one time with Anne was great. Cause I mean, we were so close, but then we went another time and had floor and frankly, at my age, I don't want to stand for four hours, man. And, I hear, I hear you, Nancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, and then everyone's singing every single verse. So, um, that part I don't love. All right. Well, Nancy, let's let's talk your top ten, and we can um, we can yeah. sort of expound, and, and you can kind of give us uh, your 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 thoughts and stories as as we go. Um, I've I've not seen the list, so um, number ten. What what do you got? Okay. Well, I don't know that I have them in an order like that. Oh, okay. Um, but um, and obviously, I love all the you know um, Thunder Thunder Road and. Um, Born to Run and all that stuff. But some of the ones I think are really interesting are, are some of his quieter ones. Yeah. Okay. So, for well, Youngstown's not quiet. I love Youngstown. It's one okay. I listen to over and over. And especially coming from living in Northeast Ohio, growing up there, uh, you know, in the 70s and even the 80s, Steel and all that was really doing well. The town I'm from had a lot of steel workers and um, blue collar workers. You could tell, my husband always says, you could tell how well the industry was doing by what kind of toys they had. You know, did they have motorcycles and Mm. uh, all that. And then I also saw when it um, really died. And people lost their jobs. They got laid off. They lost their pension. So that song just does it so well. I mean, he talks about the history of the industry and his verses. Yeah. I mean, the the um, the smokestacks reaching like the arms of God into a beautiful sky of soot and clay. Mm. I mean, that's just so poetic. Mm-hmm. He's such it's a good. So writer. good. <laughs> he is. He is. So and, did did you see yeah. the show in Youngstown when he came to Ohio no. on the Tom Joad tour? No, no. Oh. Um, yeah, that would have been something. That would have been amazing. Yeah, because like he but, the the story is like he went and like spent an extra day yeah. just like seeing the town. Yeah, which is so like him. Yeah, totally. From yeah. What I've read, I mean, and what he seems to be. So yeah, that. Just is one of my favorite songs. Do you think if you if you were not from where you're from, would the song pack as powerful a punch? Because I mean, like like I said, I'm from Texas, and this is one of my favorite Bruce Springsteen songs. Like there's something yeah. it, it's it's deeply specific, but also because of how he writes, it's very accessible. 
you know, and I, I, yeah. I find it incredibly powerful. Yeah, I don't think you have to be from the area. I think it just adds, um, for me, another layer, having seen this happen. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's so much bad that the steel industry, as far as the environment, but it shows why those jobs were really important to the towns. I mean, just the line, you know, that he doesn't, uh, when he dies, he don't want no part of heaven you know, praise that he, the devil would send them to enough fiery furnaces of hell. I mean, it's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, so good. That's a great one. And knowing that you're from Ohio, it's, it's cool to, it, it, I mean, it's yeah. cool to know that, that that song has like stayed with you like it has. It really, yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, my top 10 over the years would be a lot of them would be different. Um, I think earlier on it would have been more of the um, the big rock ones and yeah. some of those still, but more of the quiet ones or the more obscure Con- ones. Contemplative ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it, it's that's a good observation too because I mean I've only been listening to Springsteen for twelve years. Like I, st- I came I came to it in two thousand seven, and even even yeah. then though you do sort of go through phases of you 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 go through phases in which you're responding to different kinds of songs of his, right? Like like for me, like right. I entered in through Magic, and so I, I first latched on to like the the more poppy like natural like rock kind of stuff. But then at a certain point, I got really into like the folky stuff, like Nebraska, but then there comes yeah. a point where you start listening for the the more contemplative, like ballad stuff, and and so it really to ask a person what their top ten would be, probably the more correct way to ask it would be to say what what are, what are your top ten songs right now at this moment, right? right? Now. Because yeah, because yeah. that you do sort of grow as you listen to him, and and that's why his music. I think that's one of the reasons that he has such lasting power because you as as you evolve as a fan, there's always the opportunity for the music to sort of follow you there, you know. Right. Yeah. I agree. And also there's the the, so the ones that kind of stay on your list throughout your years. There's a few of those probably too. And yes, that kind of speaks to the power of writing a song that can change with you. Yeah. yeah. Like Rosalita. That'll all. Well, yeah. Let's, let's there. talk about Rosalita. That's on your oh. list. Oh, okay. Just yeah. So fun. Just so fun. And he used to start his concerts with it for a long time. Uh, and it, I was really disappointed when he stopped doing that. It's just got so much energy, um, fun lyrics. It's I love. Yeah, that's certainly a great way to kick a show off. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, he retired it for a little while. To him. Say what? Oh, I was just gonna say I love listening to him on my way. To, I've got an hour drive to work, and um, it's really a good way to start the morning. They'll kill ten minutes right there, just throwing on. Yeah, Rosalia. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, he. I think. The story is he retired that song for a little while during the Tunnel of Love tour, right? Because it, yeah. it was a staple until that tour. And I guess he didn't really start bringing it back until people were sign requesting it on the Magic tour. So, like, that's 20 years he went. Oh, that's funny. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like, I didn't realize that. I mean, imagine having written Rosalita and then just, like, not playing it for 20 years. Right, right. That's, that's insane. Wild. It really is. It's- yeah. So when you first, the, at the first show that you saw him in, um... In '78, I'm assuming th- he played it. I, I, I assume it. Like, I would assume. I don't <laughs> really remember much. Um, I just remember I loved the concert. Yeah. Uh, right. But yeah, I would imagine he did. 
Um, That's a great one. All right. You want to, you got any more on Resolute or you want to give us your next one? Yeah. So nope. Uh, 10th Avenue freeze out is Mm. always a great one. Excellent. And it's so good. Special place in my heart. Yeah. And when he'd play it, you know, with Clarence and then he'd introduce the Mm -hmm. band. Um, I was watching before you guys called, I was going through and watching some of the songs on uh, YouTube, some of the concerts and, you know, he, he was great when he would introduce the band and then he'd get to Clarence. And I remember being at the show after Clarence died, Mm. he'd get to that part. Did you guys see when, I can't remember when he died. He died Um, in, Okay, I, he either died. I think he died in June of 2010 because they they had already okay. wrapped up the work. The working on a dream tour was the last tour he was on, and and okay. so I'm pretty sure he died the following summer in 2010. But the first tour he did after that was yes. Wrecking Ball in 2012. Okay, June June 2011. Oh, okay, okay. I was one year off. It's weird. I knew the June part, yeah. but not the 2011 part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I felt like that was a basic fact that we needed a nail. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. You'll get uh, comments. People will definitely yeah. not like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm glad. I'm glad you uh, fact checked us on that, JV. Yeah, but yeah. So so I, I was like, I, that sounds specific and correct, but I'm gonna just double check. I'm glad you did. So so it was a year later that he goes out on tour on the Wrecking Ball, and obviously Jake has 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 sort of filled that space. Yeah. So. So did you catch the 2012 tour and see like when he did yes. when he like drops the band out when he says the big man joined the band? Yeah. Yes. Did and then, you like like myself yeah. weep like a baby? Yes, I cried. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh God, yeah. And you know he does the video of them and oh, oh yeah. I get chills every just, time I think about it. Yeah, that was just that. beautiful and sad and oh. When you when you went to that show, were, was that part of like? What you like for me, there was the thing of like, I really hope that this feels like a Bruce Springsteen concert and the yeah, without Clarence. Like, how do what is what is that like? You know what I mean? And like, how did you feel about Jake? Like, as as he as the night went on, oh, I think he does a good job. I mean, it's obviously never going to be the same, yeah, but I, you know, I I think it's neat that it's his nephew, yeah, Uh, that's really cool. And I like how when Max hasn't been able to play, his son plays sometimes. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. They do keep it in the family. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that Max's son is in Slipknot. Oh, is he? I didn't realize that. Isn't I don't think Slipknot? I knew that either. Yeah. yeah. Oh, let me make sure that that's true, too. <laughs> Real quick. JB's just, just a quick basic fact machine tonight. Son. Well, maybe not. Oh no, Nancy! A lot of the time that you can't hear on the podcast because we have to edit it out is JB. Yes. Uh, we're silent because JB's <laughs> googling. <laughs> so well, welcome to behind the scenes of, of yeah. What, what in every 2014, like. Weinberg became. <laughs> in 2014, Weinberg became the drummer for American heavy metal band Slipknot. Oh, he is the youngest member of Slipknot. Interesting. That's cool. So uh, that's I just think it's hilarious. Slipknot to sometimes he leaves leaves the Slipknot tour to go fill in yeah. for the E Street Band for a little bit. Well, I mean Tom Morello toured with E Street Band and he's from Rage Against the Machine, you know, like so. There's yeah, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, so he's he's, he's had so good folks from, say what? He's so great when he tours with Springsteen. Well, you oh, mentioned the High Hopes live. tour, right? So like you saw you you got to see yeah. 
him on on the the with the band. Yep, that's right. That was very cool. Yeah, that's probably contributed to the high energy aspect of that tour because that dude has a, a high motor. He really does. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. hurt to have Tom Morello in your band. We've learned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, so you got this is an interesting list because so far, so far you you brought in stuff that isn't just typical for people's top ten list. So you got Youngstown, you got Rosalita, Tenth Avenue Freeze Out. Uh, what what's what's next on the list? Uh, growing up, the version yes. live, live at the Agora. Have you heard, heard that one? Is Ooh, that, I don't. Is that from the um, the seventy five to eighty five box set? Uh, it's its own album. Um, it's so the Agora's this at least was, um, a, uh, music venue in Cleveland. Oh, smaller. nice. And it was in 78 that he, he played. I didn't see him. I really wish I had. I was going to ask that. That would have yeah. been cool. Oh, it, it would have, it would have been great. The song's 13 minutes long, this version. Yeah. And he starts out quiet. He tells a story about how he was a teenage werewolf. Uh, <laughs> he sings a song and then he interrupts to tell a story of about his mom and his dad telling him he had to find a vocation and that he should be a lawyer or an author. Um, and he's got to go to the priest to ask the <laughs> priest and says, you know, don't tell him anything about that goddamn guitar. So the priest <laughs> tells him, I can't help you. Uh, you got to go talk to God. So he takes Clarence with him. And they uh, they go to talk to God. Uh, it's and then he and God sends down a thunderbolt and says, "Let it rock." And then he goes back to the song. <laughs> it's just so that's fun. incredible. I yeah, love the mythology of the Bruce Springsteen story as told by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Oh, yes. I know. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. He just it's incredible how he oh, comes man. With this. So that one's tons of fun. That whole album. Uh, or CD, I would, I recommend it. It's just got tons of energy. Um, the Life of the Agora from 78? Yeah. I'm going to I'm yeah. gonna track that down. That sounds great. Because yeah. Cleveland at the time, you know, they were one of the first to really love Springsteen beyond, you know, New Jersey. Yeah. They had a um, FM stadio, a stadium, um, FM station. 101 i think and it was kid leo was the big uh dj so he talks about kid leo in the song and it, it's it's a great great album wow cool. i'm gonna have to check that one out yeah that sounds awesome so have you been to the agora have you have you attended a show there yeah i think i saw matt the hoople there uh years oh, cool. ago yeah that was that was fun that was when I was in college, I think. Oh, home wow. for a break. I bet that was cool. Yeah, that was. It, and it's neat because it's small. So seeing him there would have been amazing. Wow. And and then I would put She's the One and Candy's Room together. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay, controversial take. Room. Yeah, the, the thing I l- love about both of them is they start slow and then they explode. Yes. Right. And they're ones that I can play over and over. The, the she's the one, you know, the piano, the way the piano starts. Yeah. Yes. It's just great. And the sax, 
Um, it's, again, tons of energy. So those are really fun. And it really should be a Hall of Fame song, but we you both <laughs> gave it a four. Oh, she's the one? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, the, I, and that's the thing is like, it is... It's a good song. I've seen him do it a couple of times. Yeah. It just um and and I knew I knew when we didn't put it in the Hall of Fame. Like there's yeah. going to be some hardcore. Yeah. Like I'm just bracing yeah. myself for the and it didn't it wasn't as <laughs> aggressive as I expected. But um <laughs> people were way more bent out of shape when I initially did not put Backstreets on the Hall of Fame. I amended that later, but um but that was Yeah. That was maybe the most amount of vitriol I got and continue to oh, get. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> like even yeah. The, even That's though I went back extreme. and Say what? It's a little extreme. I, to Bruce Springsteen fans out of shape out of any of them. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen fans are a very energetic bunch, Nancy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't That's know if you've true. ever been on the business end of of an email from a Bruce Springsteen fan, but it's a no. It, it's not. It's not a happy place to be. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I won't be after <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, but I mean, because you're giving you're giving uh, a lot of love to "She's the One," which is which is a beloved song that we we yeah. probably did not rate as highly as a lot of people wish we had. Yeah, but you came around for Candy's Room because I think it was just JB that had given it a five. And then at the end of the year, yes. I think it was you that bumped it up. So that's good. Yeah, I and, and it was one of those sorts of things where I, I knew that I liked it. I just didn't I, I hadn't quite emotionally committed to going all the way to, to the five. But I mean, now looking back, every, literally every song on Darkness on the Edge of Town is on, is on our Hall of Fame. Like that is yeah, by far the most representative perfect. record. Yeah. It is a perfect record. Is that what, what is your favorite Springsteen album, by the way? Probably Darkness. Yeah. Is it? Do you think uh, is that partially yeah. because you saw him first on that tour, or is it just because it has the most amount of like staying power for you? It has the most amount of staying power. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do you have a least um, favorite track on that album? Like, if if Gun to Your Head, if somebody was like, you have to take off one song from Darkness on the Edge of Town, what would it be? Mm -hmm. That's hard. I know. I don't know that I can do that. Do that. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. Yeah, that's because um, something in the night. That's on that, right? Yeah, yeah. That that might be if I had to. Like again, gun to my head. If, if I, I had, yeah. yeah. Um, I know. I, I know. For a lot of people, the answer to that question is Factory. But I, I really love Factory. No, I love Factory. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Um, and then some of my other songs, like the quieter ones. Mm-hmm. I love my father's house. Oh, interesting! It's good, oh, good I choice. Love. I wouldn't have put up there that high, but that's a that's a it's inter interesting choice. What do you yeah, love I mean, about that? It, I love how it tells a story. the The whole p first part about the dream, mm. so much what a kid would feel, you yeah. know. Where you're, I remember running, you know, uh, across the yard, and that being afraid and then getting to your house and feeling safe and having your dad make you feel safe. Mm. I love the part where, you know, he, so he wakes up, he drives and the woman says, you know, no one by that name lives here anymore. And then the perfect, perfect line of where he talks about my father's house shines hard and bright, stands like a beacon calling me in the night calling and calling so cold and alone. And this is the perfect line, shining across this dark highway where our sins lie unatoned. Mm. That's just perfect. Why, why does that speak to you so much? It's so literary. 
and profound. Mm. You know, they had this relationship that wasn't good, and he goes to fix it, and it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. And the phrasing, you know, where our sins lie unatoned. It's just beautiful. Do do you feel do you tend to feel that way about a lot of his father son songs like do do all of them speak to you in a certain kind of way or is it just like that particular lyric just kind of broke through for you that one um i also love the one on a different on the other end the living proof mm. you know the line where he talks about was all the beauty i could hold i think right is that how he says it when he's looking at patty and his son yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, that's right. I love yeah. That. Is Living Proof on your list? Yeah. Okay, so you do sort of have like dual that's interesting. Like both like the dual sides of the parent child relationship are both represented on your list. You've got my father's right. house, which speaks to sort of like the echoing regret of choices not maybe made the way he wishes he had. But then on the other side, Living Proof is almost like this like the invitation to maybe be a better father than the than the one that he had, you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah. in, that's that's an interesting pair to have both represented. Yeah. Have you ever seen him perform either of those songs? Um, My Father's House, he did on Broadway. Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah. Did you know? Had you? So, well, say what? I, I think I knew. I listened to, well, I listened to part of your podcast, but then I didn't want to hear before we went, but I didn't want to hear all of it. The one you did with Bella. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't want to know everything, but I think I knew he was going to do that. Um, and that, you know, that's the only time I've ever heard him. Living Proof, I probably did. That would have been when he was playing without the E Street Band, and we did go see him, but I don't really recall. Yeah. So so you you yeah. caught him on the, the tour in the 90s where he had um, yeah. the non-E Street Band yeah. touring with him. What, yeah, they, they, they were good. I mean, they weren't the E Street Band. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, they're, they're kind of... We've talked about it a few times. It kind of sucks to follow up the E Street Band. Like they're a yeah. great band, right? Well, it's like being <laughs> in like a really great band, right? Like you, you, you could be the best musicians that Paul McCartney can hire, but you're not the Beatles. Like that's that, like yeah. that's the life story of every person who was in Wings. You know, like, yeah. like yeah. I mean, no matter what, everybody, the first thing everybody's going to say about us is, well, it's not the Beatles. You know, it's the same thing with anybody yeah. who tours with Bruce. That's not the E Street Band. I'm sure. You can't compare. Yeah. Well, and, and there's, I, I don't know, I, I feel like a lot of people have sort of speculated on why that is. And I think one of the one of the reasons for me, at least when I go back and listen to those recordings, it's just there's something about playing in a band with the people who kind of taught you how to be who you are. You know what I mean? Like, like this is the band that made him who he was or let, that he sort of brought along with him. And there's, there's a camaraderie there you can't just like replace, no matter how talented the musicians right. might be. There really is. And there's a energy and a bond between them. And you know them as people. Yeah. As opposed to, or at least you think you do, right? I mean, you recognize who they are as opposed to, like, Jason Isbell's band. I know Amanda Shires, but, you know, I don't know the other ones. Yeah. So. Well, and and you're right. Like, because Bruce did such an effective job early on of building up the mythology of Bruce yeah. Springsteen in the East Street Band. Like he's got the, the the whole story about how Clarence like goes into the club and the wind blows the doors yeah. off the hinges. And, Door flows off the yeah. You know, and and like stories about right. like Danny running from the cops. Like he's told these stories so many times that then in the '90s to just like 
to say we're not touring with this group anymore we're touring with this group of incredibly talented musicians but at the same time you don't have the mythology of of those guys like there's no right. wind blowing right. off the door story of like jeff Precaro or whoever it was that was playing the drums on that tour and it's just it's a different thing you know and it, it, it can be good but also it can be not quite the thing that you've emotionally invested in right yep yeah. So that said, though, you, you did see him on that tour. So what what were your, I don't know, if you can remember, like, what, what were your expectations going in, like, knowing that this is not quite the E Street Band? Uh, I was really sad, of course, you know, when he um, disbanded them. But I was excited to see Springsteen. I wasn't sure how the band would be. But they were, yeah, they were really good. Mm. It's... Again, it's never, you know, you don't, especially without Clarence, it's not the same yeah. at all. But um, it was still worth seeing them. Oh, I'm sure. Well, and yeah. I guess that's the thing, too, is Definitely like band. the one consistent, like even like whether it's the Secret Sessions tours or like Devils and Dust, where he's just like him and a piano. Like at the end of the day, it's it's going to be a Bruce Springsteen show. So right. the worst right. thing that can happen is you got to listen to Bruce Springsteen for three hours, you know. Yeah. So it's still, it's still better than every other show you've ever been to, or at least for me. Um, that's been oh, my experience. Nothing compares. Yeah. So I guess that's that's the common thread that can. Do, well, I mean, I guess the Broadway show was like that too, right? It's just him and Patty. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was really glad Patty came out. That was really those were great. Those songs he did. Those powerful. Yeah. Have Have you uh, gone back and watched the Netflix special? Yeah, I did. Is it pretty much the same as as the show you went to? It is. It's, I think he added a song. Uh, he added a song. I can't think what it is. But being there in person, I mean, it was just, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm sure it was. I can't imagine. Yeah. The, so what's, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Keep no, talking about go the ahead. That was, I was just going to say what's your next one, but if you had something else to say about seeing him live, that you know, just as much want to hear that. So, yeah. No, um, the next one is The New Timer. All right. The all right. second time that that song has come up, like we have, we have an air. Oh, his- yeah, um, the the episode with Lori is gonna we're gonna post that tomorrow, but she also includes the new timer on her list. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah. like no one, many you know, few people even know it. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the more obscure. So to to talk about it two episodes in a row is wild. So that's that's that is- so what what speaks to you so much about the new timer? The way again, it's his storytelling, and I really like the way the the his singing, um, the the melody, but the his his phrasing is just beautiful. The part where he's talking about he's on the the train and he goes by a house, and it says a small house sitting trackside with the glow of the Savior's beautiful light, mm. and then he talks about seeing on. Yeah. Ma, you know, the mom in the kitchen and the dad and the son, and he wonders if his son misses him. And then he, I've noticed he does this in a couple songs where kind of out of the blue, there's this little violent part where, so he's at the campground with his machete. And this is actually my favorite part. My Jesus, your gracious love and mercy tonight. I'm sorry. Could not feel my heart like one good rifle with the name of who I ought to kill. Mm. It's just mm. profound. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it really is. There's really it's a lot. lot of song. That's 
and it's the music is so sparse it reminds me of Nebraska. Yeah. What what is the Nebraska vibe? I mean, that's two Ghost of Tom Joad songs on the list. So, what yeah. what is your relationship with that album? Like, how did did you did you grab it when it first came out? Like, what was what was your initial response to it? Do you remember? Anytime he gets anything, anytime he releases a new album, we get it right away. Uh, I I think this. I don't know that I reacted as strongly right away mm. okay. with a lot of his quieter albums it takes repeated listening for me yeah right i don't don't think that's unusual i think i think a lot of people have that experience yeah that's listening to it and and there are other songs on there that's an album where i skip songs Mm -hmm. i mean the ghost of tom joad is beautiful and i love it with um tom morello that's gorgeous yeah for real Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's that's interesting. I want to listen to her podcast then to hear what she had to say about it. Yeah, well, and she she didn't bring a top ten. Uh, it, she it was well, you'll you'll be able to hear. We're gonna post it in the morning, but um, but it, yeah. it was more just like kind of if you look at all the songs through a certain kind of filter, um, the like how how different do these songs become if if the protagonist is is black or if if you read it like looking at it oh. through like like the the lens of like someone like someone who's not like the typical white male Bruce Springsteen fan. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. So like I said, like by the time, by the time this episode comes out, Lori's will have already been out for a week. So, um, so like listeners will will already know all that, but, um, but yeah, so it was interesting to sort of like examine these songs through that lens. And now like every time I encounter one of, one of the songs that becomes one of my first questions, like how does this change? If you look at it through someone who you don't naturally just assume the protagonist looks like, you know, yeah, um, and the new timer was one of the ones yeah. that kind of it was injured. a super fun exercise. It was, yeah, yeah it's it, and that's why I love, yeah, yeah. And what were you about to say? That's why what? That's why I love your podcast. I mean, it makes me think of song the songs in a different way, and sometimes, frankly, because it's hard to understand what he's singing. Yeah, um, <laughs> sometimes like, oh, that was the lyric. I've been listening to that for you know thirty years. We ought to do an episode where we just like we break down, like we we pick our top five most bizarre lyrical Springsteen song, you know, like Bishop yeah. is like the yeah. honorary number one, but then you've got, you got a lot of songs where he really, it, you, you look at the lyrics and you're like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he's yeah. trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything here. Yeah. Especially early on. Yes, um, for sure. It's the greetings from Asbury Park Memorial list. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I, I love yep. the, um, the rising that's one of my favorite albums. Oh, so good. Mm. Oh, and any of those songs would be, but one in particular that I, again, it's these bleak songs, but the Nothing Man. Oh wow, yeah, like of all the songs yeah. on that album, that is that is one of the more like somber songs. Very it, bleak, yeah. It really is, but he, again, the way he words things, you know, this he's at the he's out with his friends at the barbecue. He talks about the skies still the same unbelievable blue, yeah. which is just. And then the part about yeah. you know you want courage, I'll show you courage, you know, with his gun by the night table. Um, 
I, I feel like we're kindred spirits. I like I like how you think. I, yeah, I, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a fan of a profoundly <laughs> sad lyric as well. <laughs> well, and I mean, talking about misdirection, there's two like Rosalita and Tenth Avenue Freeze Out show up early on, and you're like, this could be a pretty peppy list, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> My Father's House, The New Timer, Nothing Man. <laughs> That was yeah. a good. Uh, that, that was a good head fake, Nancy. I yeah. I expected you to go one direction. You went a different one. So that that's fun. Yeah, it's the two sides, right? It's the if I'm, yeah, the fun give you lots of energy, and then the ones that really make you think. Yeah, and he's right. he's the master of both of those styles. He is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. One, I wanted to talk to you guys about my beautiful reward. Uh, not that I mean I love it. I don't know that. It, would be on my top 10, but I remember listening to your episode and I always thought that the ending when he's talking about his feathers long and black, I always thought that's when he was dying, searching for his beautiful reward. And you guys didn't talk about that. So I was really interested. Oh, interesting. I, I'm having a hard time remembering those way back in the M's. I'm having a hard time remembering what exactly we even said about that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fully do not remember. I'd have yeah, to, all yeah, I remember, remember is that. I thought you guys would reference that or talk about that part of it, and um, because that's just always how I interpreted it. Oh, that like after he dies, that's when he'll receive his reward. Yes, yes, yeah. or like he's dying and you know he's flying. So when he's um, soaring with his feathers long and black, he's looking for his reward. Like mm. that's when he's at the end of his life. And, oh. you know, he's looking back on his life that he had, he had filled it with material things. And it wasn't that. That's, I, I, it's, I, like I said, it's been a while, but that, that totally sounds like yeah. a, like a good read on what that is. I mean, that's, it's a definitely, that comes from a, a very naturally religious place, which obviously like Bruce Springsteen was raised very religious. And so like the idea that, you'll suffer in this life so that maybe you'll receive some kind of reward in, in another life. That's, I, that's very consistent with a lot of like the religious themes that you find in, in his music. And so yeah. I, I wouldn't at all be surprised to say, like to see that that's absolutely what he's trying to say with that song. Yeah. I do love yeah. the, the religious references. You know, he's run away from his Catholicism in the sense of, you know, the nuns and the bad experiences he had, but it's so woven into his lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did you see um, when he was, he was promoting something and he wants Stephen Colbert and Colbert said that, I mean, I guess it was when he's promoting the book and Colbert says, I was reading your book and I didn't realize before now that you were religious. And Bruce looks at him like, what? Like he's, and he, he looks at Stephen Colbert and, and, he, and he's, he recites the lyrics from Lost in the Flood. He says, Nuns run ball through Vatican halls, pregnant, pleading, immaculate conception. You didn't know that I was Catholic. <laughs> like, <laughs> references? Yeah. Yeah. That's He's hilarious. Like, yeah. But yeah, he and yeah. it's like you said, it's so it's so intricately woven. And it is interesting, like, especially early on with, with that song and also in Incident on fifty seventh Street, where he talks about um the sister prays for lost souls in the chapel and then, or the sister prays for lost souls and then breaks down the chapel after everybody's gone. Like how even, even in his earliest stuff, he's reckoning with like the, the front, the front facing business of the church, but then also sort of the secret stuff that you don't see behind the scenes of kind of the, the insidious dark nature of, of these institutions. And it's so interesting that even as a young man, before he becomes like politically active or before he begins to deconstruct like yeah. his first marriage, he's already sort of 
like wrestling with the first thing that he's taught to believe in and whether or not he should believe in those things, you know, like that's, that, yeah. that's baked in really, really early, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, really it, powerful. It is. I mean, he so clearly comes from the, um, Irish Catholic, you know, Italian Catholic background in Jersey. And it's just fascinating to see it still play out yeah. over the years. Well, and he can't, and not unlike New Jersey itself, he really can't escape it. Right. Because he, yeah, he, right. He, he tries to, but then like you saw him on Broadway and he ends the show with the Lord's prayer, you know, like from, from Matthew yeah. chapter six. And like, if you even, even like the most recent stuff on Western stars, like, uh, did you see the documentary by the way, the Western stars documentary? Yes. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of religious language that he weaves into like the narration, isn't there? Like, they, like he, it's almost yeah. like he's yeah, preaching. That's true. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been trying his whole life to run from that part of himself, but at the same time, like, he cannot get away from it. Yeah, it's always there. Did yeah, you like... I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed. My son and I went, and there was no humor. <laughs> no, it was very... Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it's very humorless, the the Western Stars DVD, or uh, doc. It really uh, is. I mean... That's what I like the most, I think, about the Broadway show was how serious and funny it was. Yes, right. He, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, my wife was supposed to be doing something that day, and she walked in and just, in 30 seconds, he had just charmed her socks off and she was on the couch. <laughs> That's great. Just on the edge of her seat, just <laughs> talking about how she's, I didn't know Bruce was so funny. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. And, and he didn't, yeah, that. But, did, and you guys, I know you guys saw the movie um about him that it was this summer what was that called oh blinded by the light yeah yes, that was so fun i was gonna ask did, I mean, you, did you like super- it yeah we went i went with my sister we went um my daughter of course she always finds these things <laughs> where it was a special screening night and anybody could go but you only knew about it if you got the email or you found it online so they had a thing in the beginning where it was um, the uh, premiere, and it was showing him at the premiere, and then they showed the the movie. Oh, cool. I love that. Yeah, that is so great. That's very cool. So I, I always feel like I have to ask anybody this who saw the movie: the scene where he, like the guy and Roops, like go up to the to the to the white supremacist in the diner and start like like and lock eyes with him and recite the lyrics to Badlands. That, that was weird. That's one of the most <laughs> awkward things I've ever seen in a movie ever, and I hated it. But yeah. the the rest of the yeah. movie I really liked. <laughs> I agree. I agree. That was just really weird. It was so weird. Yeah. I, I thought like only in a in a movie that is divorced from reality can someone do this and not end up getting their ass beat. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it yeah, was the, an the interesting of kind of Bollywood type, you know, when they're the friends are dancing outside. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when he's reciting Thunder Road to the girl in front of the yeah. the bodega. Yeah, mm. that was that was cool. Um, yeah, yeah it, it was a delightful movie. I enjoyed it a lot more the second time than than when I the first time because I don't know I don't know what I was necessarily expecting, but I guess I I brought in way too many expectations, and the second time I was it, able to it, just sort of enjoy it. You know, it certainly took me a second to get on board, um, longer yeah. than I expected to. But once I was on board, I was on board. It's fun. It, it 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 is. It, it's a good movie to rewatch. And I thought like the opening, like when when you first start hearing the music, like when he when he's in his room and he hears like the Promised Land and Dancing in the Dark. That was a great way to introduce yeah. those songs. It was. Yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't love the part where he was outside with the words in the rain. Oh, yeah. That was a little weird, but, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you, it, the movie definitely requires, like, immediate buy-in because there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of scenes where you're like what but i mean it once you sort of like surrender that it, it becomes a very fun movie yeah that's true yeah. you just have to suspend <laughs> your disbelief or yeah yeah you just sort of have to like accept it as it on its own terms i guess um yeah like it's a musical as opposed to yeah yeah like a like a gritty realistic like he's not trying to make like the irishman like he like or she the right. the, the filmmakers they're they're doing a very specific thing um, right. So then, man, we we followed many tangents here. So the the last song that you mentioned <laughs> sure for the list, this is true to how this whole podcast works. So uh, you, you mentioned Nothing Man. What what's the next one you got? Let's see. Um, and then just other ones that I love. Um, no surrender. I love Shut Out the Light. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, that's a good one that hasn't shown up on anybody's list yet. Yeah. Shut Out the Light's a good song. Yeah. It's so. And again, his storytelling is amazing. Paradise from The Rising. Man, talk um, about dark. Song. Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> are you okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. that, well, we'll go back to, uh, let's see. Because um, that song is about happened. a suicide bomber. Yeah, yeah. Dang. And, but the ending, you know, where he, whoever the narrator is you know they go down and they see you know well it's really depressing but then he comes back up yeah it's kind of like deciding to live yeah it's it's yeah. choosing well and that 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 is that's sort of like the tension that exists in his entire body of work right like the, the yeah. living in, in that space between hope and despair and choosing hope even when it doesn't seem to make sense right yep yeah so yeah. Also, the strings are very powerful in that song. It, yeah, yeah, they are. It's a very they good are. album. That album holds up super well. Super yeah. great production. And I I agree with JB. I love Wrecking Ball. Oh, so it's amazing. It's a perfect album. It is. <laughs> I love all those songs. <laughs> so you've got. So was that was Wrecking Ball the final song on your list? Uh, not that song. I love. I like that song, but I love um, American Land. Oh, so good. Uh, yeah. I love Death's My Hometown. Um, so that, like the I Irish love... infused yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's that, that stuff is a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, yeah. I think that's everything. Um, well, no wonder you were bummed that you didn't see the Seeger Sessions tour. Like he did yes. all that. I like the Irish like folk right. stuff. I love Mrs. McGrath. Yeah, you know, I have a friend who that's the only Bruce Springsteen song he knows. Isn't that weird? Really? I remember you saying that on a on the podcast. That's so funny. I will never understand that. He's a good friend. We hang out a lot, and every time Bruce Springsteen comes up, his his one contribution to the discussion is, "I really like Mrs. McGrath." And every time I'm like, "There's a lot of other songs, man. I like that song too." But but I mean, yeah. and it's I, not even Born to Run. Yeah, no, yeah, I haven't heard Born to Run. It's, yeah. <laughs> That's it's by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, is that the Mrs. McGrath guy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I have another friend. Who... No, it's the Born to Run guy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the guy. It's the greatest <laughs> rock musician of all time guy. 
Mrs. McGrath does not scratch the surface, sir. No. I have another friend who thinks no. Trapped is the best Bruce Springsteen song, which is Oh, I act. love that song. But it's not even it, again, it's a cover. I'm like, dude, there's other stuff that he wrote that's really good. Yeah. You should check it out sometime. I don't know. Yeah. Did I realize that? I must have known that was a cover cuz I listened to your podcast, but I forgot that. Isn't that funny? Um, like That is. I I thought it was him. Yeah, people people don't realize that Trapped is a cover. And then I like I I have another good friend who when we cover when we did the episode on Pink Cadillac, he texted me immediately like, "Pink Cadillac is a Bruce Springsteen song." <laughs> 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 I got my work cut out for me over here, Nancy. Yeah, you do. Yeah, he, he did give away some good songs because of the night. Oh my gosh! That I, if if I was John Landau, I would go to sleep every night just frustrated <laughs> that Bruce yeah. just gave that song yeah. away. So many. Oh, one more song: Downbound Train. Oh, amen, All Nancy. Right. Amen. I yeah. love that song. Have you seen him do that Isn't one? Uh, that's a good question. Probably. I'm not sure. That's a good one at, at the live show. I saw him do that um, in Jersey in 2016, and it was it was unreal. I love it. Yeah. that's it's Again, it has storytelling. Yes. Yeah. And a, just a hot riding guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at your list here, and if I went to a show and this was the set list, I would be thrilled. This would be this would be a be crazy a fun show. Yeah, it really would be. I mean, it's it's very um, eclectic. Yeah. Well, and not I, I not a single. I would to say that these songs have not been played in the same show. No, no. Have all of them been played live? That's a good question. I assume. The the one I would I would have the most questions about would be the new timer, but I assume he did that one on the Tom yes. Jones tour. Oh, probably. You know, probably. Or maybe Par- I don't know if he did Paradise on the Rising. Well, you saw him on the Rising tour. Did he do Paradise? I don't remember. Uh, and I think I saw the Tom Jode, and I don't remember. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, the and rest would of he these. Have done, Say yeah. what? Would he have done My Beautiful Reward? You think live? Oh man, I don't know. That's a good. I don't know. I did that. That was that was. I don't know. That's a. I mean, there, there's a way to find out. I'm sure. Um, True. Google. True. That's how, yeah. JB, did he ever? <laughs> did he ever do my beautiful reward? It's on Facebook that Jason Isbell and Amanda sang because of the night, but when I clicked it on, they said it's removed. No, they took it down. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Jason Isbell claimed copyright. Oh no, which is sad. That is because sad. I, want, I so wanted to hear that. It was I. It I won't let me search it, by. But yeah, I guess it's down. It won't let me search by song. All right, let me see what I can do. Okay, what what were my beautiful reward? Yep. Yes. Uh, yes, he has played this song a hundred and twenty-seven times. Ooh, so and maybe right. he yeah. did see that. He played it. The most recent time he played My Beautiful Reward was May 23rd, 2014 in Pittsburgh. It looks like he mostly played it in 2005 on the Devils and Dust Tour. Okay. Which is interesting. And then he played it one time in 2012 on the Wrecking Ball Tour and then once again in 2014 on the High Hopes Tour. So almost every every time it's been played was the Devils and Dust Tour, it looks like. Okay. Yeah, I may not have heard it. That makes sense. I think he was doing some of those songs on that tour. Oh, wait. No, I'm wrong. There's multiple pages. So it looks like he played it a bunch in, in 1992 on, on the tour support right. record. So, so yeah, tw- uh, 1992 and 2005 are the, the two tours that he uh, – he, 
it, man, it looks like you played it every night in 92. Wow. So, so yeah, that, that one's been played, but, um, not, not a bunch if you didn't see either of those tours. Now I'm going to look, yeah. I'm going to see if he, he did paradise. He's done paradise 16 times. Wow. Oh, Ooh. Um, it looks like mostly, yeah, he did it a few times on the rising tour, but then mostly in 2005 on the devils and dust tour. Interesting. So Nancy, it sounds like the Devils and Dust Tour was your your bag. Did you did you see that that tour? Yeah, I I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of the twenty? Yeah, when yeah, I'm a little fuzzy on some of the. I know we saw a couple of the acoustic. I know we didn't see Nebraska because that was when I was not into his acoustic stuff. Well, he didn't tour on Nebraska. Ah, well, there you go. So nothing. You, no you didn't miss a thing. I didn't. So there was one I didn't see. So whatever the next one was, I must. But anyway. Yeah. I, well, if you uh, saw him in 2005, you may not realize you saw most of your favorite songs. That's cool. Including Paradise. It's very, and, very cool. Um, what was the other one we just looked? Oh, My Beautiful Reward. Wow. Yeah, definitely ones that aren't played all the time. And on a more hopeful note, I love all the rising ones that are uh, well, there are a lot of sad ones there too. But. I was going to say, "Sounds like the Rising" is your your album. Well, you got like "Nothing Man" and "Paradise," and um, yeah, you know, like you said, other songs from that record. So it sounds like that was a that was a really strong record for you. I love it. Yeah, there's not a song on there that I don't like. Which which Bruce Springsteen album right now do you feel like is is in the heaviest rotation for you? Uh, I would say probably. Darkness has has that pretty much been consistent like throughout your fandom? Uh, probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, some of it honestly is I can't find my other albums, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't stream them or I don't put them on the um whatever. I use the CDs, so if I can't, yeah. like, I'd love to listen to Nebraska, but I don't know where it is right now. Oh no! Oh. Yes. Well, you can so. you you should download like Spotify for your phone. You can listen to it whenever and wherever you want. Yeah, I should do that. That would be <laughs> a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I was gonna say, Darkness is a good record to uh, so have stuck in your CD player, so to speak. Yeah, it absolutely it is. is. You could do a lot worse. So, yeah. do you, do you have any honorable mentions? Anything that didn't make the list but almost did? Um. Let's see. As far as songs. Yeah. Def- definitely a lot of the rising songs. Yeah. The, um, the rising, the, I love how the one song at the beginning and I'm blanking, um, you know, where it's the firefighter going up. Oh, into the fire. Into the fire. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good yeah. one. And then the one, um, later on where he's up there, yeah, I yeah I can't remember. Well, it's, I mean it's a great list, and it's it's definitely different from I think any other list we've seen so far, which is which is fun. Yeah, probably like the most different songs, like the yeah. fewest <laughs> common. It shares probably the fewest common songs than any other list. Which is I really was cool. yeah I was just thinking that because almost every list up just obligatorily, even if the person doesn't really mean it, like they they almost feel like I have to put Born to Run on this list, otherwise I'm gonna right. like, I'm gonna get like trolled <laughs> so yes, yes. So, I, so but you i mean you've, you've done a good job of just sort of being like no i'm just gonna put the ones that 
don't like maybe get talked about as much as the stuff that everybody talks about, you know? So nice job. Right. This is a, this is yes. a fun list. I like this a lot. Good strategy. Great list. Definitely. Um, well, I, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Any, um, any, any other like thoughts on songs or albums or any hot takes that any, let me ask you this have like, what, what songs did you feel that we got wrong? You know what I mean? Like as you were listening, you were like maybe ready to like punch the dashboard in your car as one listener once told us he wanted to do um, <laughs> after listening to a specific episode of ours. Were, were there any episodes where you were like, man, Robin JB, you just missed this one. You didn't get it. Well, she's the one right. was one where, <laughs> uh, you know, I thought it could have been rated higher. Uh, I thought you guys would be more into the new timer. Okay. Uh, I mean, you didn't say anything bad about it. But I was excited about that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Those are the only ones that. Okay. I I was glad that you fixed Candy's room. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Good. Thank you. It's a great song. Yeah. It is a great song. Fully agree. I'm glad we fixed it too. Yeah. Well, part of it was I saw him do it live. Like that. That helped. I um, when I went to see him in Jersey, I I got to see Candy's room, and that was. I mean, once you hear that song live, it becomes like this undeniable force. Oh, really. yeah. it's amazing. He played it the night after we saw him together, Rob. I know. It, uh, it made me yeah. so Oh, sad. really? Yeah, he played it in, what was it, Kansas City? Is that where he was? Yeah, Kansas City. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, can't, you can't see it all, I guess. But Right. So, so yeah, right. th- those were the ones that you felt like uh, we, we should have, that we, we didn't quite give them their due. She's the one and um, right. the new timer. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Valid. What one thing that's cool is my kids growing up, they had an assignment in high school to um, write about a song that dealt with a social issue, and they both independently picked um, the forty nine shots. For, oh, is that uh, the right number? American Skin, the forty one shots. Shot? Yeah. Yes. 41 yeah. shots. Yeah, yes. they both independently wow. pick that, which is so cool. That is Very a cool. perfect, I mean, if, you, if you're looking for like a social issue song, like that's, yeah. that's about as good as they get. <laughs> it is, it is. I mean, I know he's gotten, lost some fans over it, but right. um, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I love so the sp- kid before them was like, well, I just really think that American pie is about America. And <laughs> yeah. I'd like to talk to you today about a song called American skin. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and I, I love the story he tells about that song about how like when he first played it at like Mad- Madison square garden, like he had people like running up to the front of the stage just to flip him the bird during that song. Really? And then, yeah. And then he says like, but then two songs later, he's pu- there. That same guy's pumping his fist to Badlands. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he expressed yeah. himself yeah. and he stayed and he had a great time. Right. So. He's not going to not go. Yeah, that's right. Like, who, like you're only hurting yourself, sir. If you, if you just decide right. to boycott Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> he doesn't need you. Yeah. But, um, yeah. or, or the, I, I think, I think it's in Clarence's book where they talk about like the night they debuted that song, the, uh, at Madison Square Garden in New York, that the, the security team that was supposed to escort them to their hotel rerouted them into the parking lot and like abandoned them there. <laughs> so, really? yeah, like the, the like the Springsteen <laughs> yes. motorcade basically gets like stranded in the parking lot of Madison Square Garden or wherever they were. And, um, and, and oh like, God. Or I, yeah, I it wouldn't have been Madison Square Garden because that's right in the middle of Manhattan. So it would, it would have, wherever they were, where that happened, it was basically like the security team led them into like a, uh, like a traffic jam in the middle of the parking lot and they just got like left there. <laughs> so, um, 
so yeah, I guess they had some feelings about that song, but it's a great, I mean, like, man, if my kids one day have to write a social issues report and they decide to cite that song, I'll, I, nothing would make me prouder. Yeah. Just be it, so proud. It, yeah. It was cool. And then, um, my daughter w- loves streets of Philadelphia. That's so I feel like I owe it to her to bring up streets that. of Philadelphia. So she, loves that song. she takes after you and that she likes to find the saddest possible songs and be like, this is what I love. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's really Good funny. Point. <laughs> and then you've got Rosalita in there yeah. as a decoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I started out with all the high energy, fun stuff. Like Youngstown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you got Rosalita, you got Tim Avenue yeah. Freeze out. Even growing up has a certain like lighthearted charm to it. And then she's it the does. one in Candy's right. room, and you're like, okay, time to time to bring it down. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Get serious, guys. I love that. Those songs are about partying. This song is about death and taxes. That's right. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for for hanging out and for giving us your time and uh, listening. Absolutely, this has been a blast. We really have had a great time. This has been. Like all, all the, like all these conversations have been so much fun. It's been so so great to to do this, and and I really appreciate the the thought and care you put into your list. This was tons of fun. Yeah, well, it was fun getting ready. I was thinking I had the time wrong, so I thought I had more time, but it ended up being enough time to. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we rushed on, you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Look up on YouTube and watch some of them again. It's it's fun. It is fun. It's, it is. I'm glad you enjoyed it as much as you did. Oh, say that again, Nancy. I'm so sorry. Thanks for doing the podcast, and I'm glad you guys are gonna not quit yet. Yeah, I mean we oh, can't quit. Absolutely. I mean, if the Bruce isn't gonna quit, produces... we can't quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gonna keep going on because he's gonna keep releasing music. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, God will. You're from your yeah. lips to God's ears. Yeah, no kidding. Well, yeah. once again, thank, thanks so much, Nancy, for, for hanging thank out you. and for, um, for giving us your time and, and your list. This has been uh, – I, I love talking about songs like this. So I could do this every day, and sometimes it feels like we do. So the, this is – Sometimes you do. Yeah. There, there, <laughs> I, I can't think of a more fun way to spend, uh, spend an evening than, than talking about people's favorite songs that Bruce Springsteen has written. So, um, yeah. so uh, JB, any, any parting shots before we, we sign off? I think that's it. We're just uh, gearing up for the end of the year um, all media overload. But besides that, oh yeah, uh, yeah. This yeah, this is Looking our last. This is our last patron interview, and so after this, we'll do the year in Bruce, and then we'll do the the giant behemoth that is the year in media. Um, <laughs> but all right, well, Nancy, have a great night, and then hopefully Thanks. we'll we'll chat again sometime. And um, if if Bruce goes yeah. back out on tour, we'll have even more to talk about. Sounds great. Thanks so much. It was so much fun. All right. Thank you. Well, um, yeah, everybody, everybody have a good evening and take care and we'll, you'll, you'll be hearing from us again soon. Mm -hmm.